Have you ever thought about your rights and freedoms regarding your money and its impact by legislation from all levels of government? Welcome to the Information Edge with your host, Darren Yancey. Darren has over 40 years of experience in key sectors of the economy, and he's been knee-deep in politics for over a decade. He's going to get into detail on these sectors, the politics surrounding them, what they mean to you, and how you can protect yourself and be involved. Now, live from Texas, your host, Darren Yancey. All right, folks, I've been saying happy hump day, but we have changed channels and we've changed days. I'm back on Fridays. Friday is on where it all began for me several years back, uh, getting into broadcasting, similar slot. I'm not doing three to five, but I'm doing four to five right now. It feels pretty good. Kind of like that Friday afternoon stuff. And you are listening to the Information Edge podcast. I'm your host, Darren Yancey. Um, no, I'm, I don't need medication yet, but some of the things we talk about you might think are insane, and that's the point is to get you thinking. It has been colder than a well digger's behind here in Texas. We're not used to this stuff, okay? We don't like it in the teens for one day, much less two or three or four or five. We're not built for this. We're not Vikings. Uh, we're not, we don't have those big steady frames and all that good stuff. Well, there's some of us that do. So we've been freezing our num-nums off. But fortunately, right now, it's a, it's a toasty 44 degrees out with clear skies, and it's starting to let some of the sleet melt that we had for the last couple of days. Uh, I'll be happy when we get back into our normal weather. I salute those of you in the northern portion of our great nation that deal with this day in and day out. You are badasses to the bone. We love you. We want you to stay warm uh, because we just don't do that well here. For those of you who've been following the show for quite a few years, you know, um, I've been around the trucking sector for a long time, really close to 26, 27 years. Started with what I've done in insurance. Uh, we Big, big thing of what we did in our retail agency uh, different programs, adjusted them. You get to know the people. Uh, you get to love what, what the people that you deal with. And even though we sold the practice several years ago, I've always stayed in and got back into it. And, and it's just, it's kind of gets into your blood. And when I got an opportunity to get into broadcasting a few years back, well, I wanted to make sure that we were bringing the message. Now, there are some trucking shows out there, by the way, that have been out there for a long time, but they kind of talk to one another, okay? It's one trucking group talking to another trucking group. And that's great, but it doesn't reach the broader audience. What I've tried to do in the last several years is to bring the plight of the trucking industry to the average everyday America because I know what their attitude towards them is. Uh, it's not been the best. And there's problems in the sector that have to be addressed. And I've been trying to do that for several years, bring it forward. We, we, didn't, we weren't on the bandwagon. We, were, we drove the bandwagon. And I'm glad to say a lot of people that from the show and from the things, the auxiliary work that we've done, a lot of people have a lot more respect for trucking than they do today. Not enough, but we're making headway. Today's, our program today is a little bit different, okay? We're going to be talking about what truckers are doing, but in this case, we're not going to be talking about the importance of them to the infrastructure, which they are. We're not going to be talking to them about the importance of the supply chain, which it's critical for our life in America. But the things that I've told you in the past that the truckers have to go through this is critical in terms of their ability to go out and do the job that makes our life in America, as well as our counterparts in Canada, have a quality of lifestyle that is unparalleled around the world. Okay. You're, I'm going to tell you right now, you have what you have, whether it's the clothes on your back, the food in your refrigerator, the milk office for you, you have it because a truck driver moved it. Okay. It just didn't one day, uh, boom, here it is. Oh, well, let's go build that house. It had to be brought there. Okay. 
and the things they endure have been great. Well, there's now reaching a, a, a tipping point because of what's been happening with COVID. Now, last week I did the show on the medical side of COVID. Thank you for the response on that. Go back and replay it. You can, you can go through, obviously, Voice America. They've got Darren Yancey. You can go there. You can go to informationedge.net. I have the weekly podcast. But the reality of the situation is COVID has kind of been, it's shown a light on a lot of areas, but it's also caused a lot of real stupidity. And one of the things that happened has been these mandates. And truck drivers have to deal with certain things. You know, a year and a half, two years ago, when we were first dealing with COVID, people started understanding the importance of the trucking sector. And they started hailing them for going out and doing the things. And folks, they were at that time in an unknown in COVID. We really didn't have everything. They were taking their lives in their hands and doing their job. Well, funny things happened in the period of time since then. Our government, as well as the Canadian government, have just put some stupid regulations out there that have went into effect most recently that are impacting both nations, that are impacting both sets of drivers on either side of the border from doing their job, making their living, and helping keeping us in a lifestyle that we're going through. Right now, there is a convoy of truckers that is in the Canadian provinces that are effectively protesting mandates. They're, they're setting aside their way of life and helping you to go do something that helps you even more. That's protect your freedom. Now, a lot of people go, well, why, why is this important to me? Why, why should I even pay attention to this? Well, number one, if they're not moving goods and services, you better be prepared for it because that means some things are not going to be available. But if they're willing to put their life, their lifestyle, their freedoms, everything on the line, Maybe it's time we listen and maybe emulate those practices. Today, I've got some special guests with me that uh, I'm, I'm proud to have. We've got Lee and Lisa Schmidt from Trucking Across America with the Schmitz. We've had them on uh, this show. It's been a while. We've had them on uh, the Friday broadcast I did with iHeart several times for a while. We've got some gentlemen today that are also with us, uh, Mr. Brian Brazi and Mr. Mike Landis, who are also over-the-road truckers. Who we're, They're going to be giving some perspective on what's going on in Canada, as well as what may be happening here in the United States and some other topics that are going through. So, folks, welcome to the show. Uh, my first question is going to go, um, I'm going to ask Brian, and I recognize that this is not your particular dogfight, but I would like for you to comment a little bit on what's happening in Canada of what you do know and how that may pertain to something that could come here to the United States. Well, first off, let me just say thank you for having us on. Uh, greatly appreciate this opportunity to spread the word about what's going on out there and, and, and what we're looking forward to uh, doing ourselves. I also want to say a big shout out to our Canadian brothers and sisters up there up north uh, for everything that you guys are doing. You've inspired us, and, and, and we, I mean, we're just, we're just humbled and, and in awe of everything you guys are doing. We have your back, hang in there, hold the line. We're, we're, <laughs> we got you. American truckers stand behind you. Um, you know, I, on the outside of this, you know, cause I, I'm technically on the outside of the Canadian uh, convoy. Um, I've been watching for quite a while. I do have a few contacts up there that I've been speaking with. Uh, from what I'm getting, you know, they have a, a massive uh, uh, support system that is in place. They have people from all over the country, they actually have people from all over the world that are are that are are trying to back them up and support them and help them and those kinds of things. What we're seeing though is that you know their media is either being blacked out about it, you know, up there they're they're basically trying to stop any real coverage of it. They're just showing what you know uh, Trudeau wants them shown, 
um, and and they're and they're trying to basically switch the narrative. And you know, I heard him call him saying that there was a bunch of racists or or uh, uh, transphobia truck drivers up there. You know, I think of some of the things. So they're they're saying that you know that they're representing hate speech. But the only hate speech I'm hearing is coming from their government. You know, trying to say that they are. They're they're purposely doing this to try to get people to not do the same thing or to pull support from them. And it's a flat-out lie. I mean, these people, they're the same as us. Uh, they, they believe in their personal uh, freedom or something like I've been saying, your human rights. Your, 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 some people call it your God-given rights, right? As a human being, globally, this is a global issue, no government should be mandating a vaccine. And, and that's what they're doing. They're trying to stop this. Well, that's, that's fantastic. We've heard of some of the support. We know that there's been uh, money in GoFundMe that then GoFundMe tried to lock up and take, which was stupid. I've heard that the towing associations won't tow them for whatever we want to call it, tow, tow truck flu. Um, so, I, I'm, and I'm also now, I'm, I'm hearing and reading, I don't have anything confirmed, that although, you know, Mr. Tricky Trudeau hasn't come out and put a mandate, I'm hearing there's some roll-up results that are starting to come from this where mandates are being dropped in various provinces and various cities and stuff. Do you have any confirmation of that? Or do you have any information on that? I have heard that. I've seen it uh, posted. I, I don't have any uh, factual uh, verification of it. But what I, I've also seen is that throughout the world, there's places that are also starting to drop it because of talks of similar things like that happening in their country. You know, uh, uh, Finland, the United Kingdom, Sweden, Denmark, Ireland, Switzerland, and Norway, I believe, um, have already started to uh, end some of these regu- you know, some of these mandates or roll them back. So even if I, I would imagine that since these co- it's happening in these countries, I would say Canada's probably being pretty successful in it. I'm just seeing you know social media posts that it's happening. It seems to me that it's really hard to get um, a, a credible media source there to that's documenting these things happening in, from on my point of view. Okay, let's 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 come south of the border um, now, Lisa and Lee. I know you guys go all over, but I don't think you cross the border. Uh, Brian, Mike, do you guys go into another country, either Mexico or Canada? My time on uh, uh, in no. entertainment, I used to do entertainment trucking. I I drove all the way across Canada during entertainment for concerts, uh, you know, tours, music tours. I, I've I've trucked across Canada. Uh, a, a few times now, yes. By any chance, that wasn't for tour trucking, was it? It was a it was a tour company, but yeah, it was while trucking. I was trucking uh, for a tour company that was called uh, Lucille, and um, they yeah. they they went out of business due to COVID when entertainment right. But uh, used, yeah, we, I was we, trucking for them across Canada. We we used to insure the tour trucking, which was George Strait's group. So that's why that that comes around. Awesome. Well, yeah, the let, last let the last one I did was Elton John. Ooh, that's a good one. All right, so here's a question. Let's talk about the pragmatics of this, because this, both of these mandates for both sides of the border kind of came out at the same time, and everybody said this is stupidity. You know, Canada is not as much. I mean, I know we do a lot of trade, but Mexico is where we've got a significant issue on here. Um, Mike, if you would give me a comment from what you were hearing within the United States trucking community when they said, hey, we're going to have to have vaccines either to go in or come back. What, what, what were you hearing? Uh, so 
you actually kind of hear a little bit across the board. I mean, I know people that uh, kind of surprised me that got the vaccine and uh, and stuff, but most of us, right, the general consensus is is they don't want it for whatever reason. Some people just right. don't want it. Some don't believe in it because it came out so quick. You know, some religious views, what have you. Um, but look, the general majority of truck drivers, whether it's from Canada or the United States, the general consensus was pretty much no. The only guys that I know that did get it, it was because they had someone close to them uh, pass away from it, and they're like, well, you know, maybe maybe we should, you know what I mean? Or they were older, had some type of health problem, or whatever. Um, it really doesn't matter, because to me, it's, it's a choice. I don't, you know, that's up, up to individual people. But, you know, we've seen both governments, uh, especially ours, try and push this on the people with the whole, you know, 100 or more employee uh, mandate that, um, you know, this administration tried to push out, which got thrown out. Uh, you know, by the Supreme Court and stuff. But I think together, because, look, it's very obvious that uh, this administration is working with Canadian government on making this happen. There are so many things that cross the border that we actually need down here and they need from us up there, just with the way all our infrastructure is set up for making products and such. And they know that. There is so much cross-border trucking that they figured, okay, if we work together, and we tell them that they can't come in here without it, and that side tells them that they can't come in here without it, then they're basically forcing people to get it without doing something like the 100 or more employee mandate that got you know thrown out. Um, and I think that's their end game was to try and get as many people as possible. I mean, it, it's obvious they've been trying to push this on the people for you know how long. We've seen some companies offering you know, sign-on bonuses if you get it and stuff like that. Come on, you don't think that that's being pushed by the government somewhere either? You know, where's that extra money coming from? Um, so, yeah, I, I really believe this is part of their plan to just to try and get as many people to take this as possible. Well, aside from getting into the details on the VAX itself, and, and I've done some shows on it, you know, look, if you want to do it because you've got all the information and, and, and you want to make an educated decision, that's your choice. Forcing it is just, it's, it's too many problems, but let's talk about, look, the trucking community deals with a lot of stuff. Okay. And we're not going to, we don't have time to go into the litany of, we got parking issues. we got FMCSA issues. I mean, there's, there's a lot of issues that are thrown upon the trucking community, non-funded mandates, ELDs. We got autonomous coming on, you, you name it, it's coming through. Um, in my opinion, there's been enough items on the table where if the trucking community really realized the muscle that it had and said, we're going to flex our muscles, they could shut down the nation very simply. Now, I've had a lot of people say, well, we don't want to do that because we don't want to ruin the way of life. And I get it. I get it. I mean, you, you, there's a lot of sacrifices. That's why I try to spread, uh, spread a lot. But COVID has become a different issue now in terms of it's not just having things pushed upon you that you, you make a decision to be in business, or not these could be life threatening decisions. Are we at a point now? And I may be stealing some thunder where and I'm going to go back to Brian on this, where it's time for a freedom convoy for not only for COVID, but really there's a lot of trucking issues that nobody listens to. Is it time to have that convoy to shut some things down to get some things addressed? I mean, uh, yes, 
Yeah, it's long overdue if we're going to be honest talking about trucking issues. And I think Lee and Lisa will definitely be the ones to talk to about all of that. I mean, they're experts in that. And, and, and Mike and I have both been involved with Lee and uh, Lisa quite a bit on different projects, in fact. Um, but, yeah, we're long overdue for that part. The thing is, is, is you know, it's, it, we're in a situation where there's some things that are just more important than that. And I hate to say it like that. I know that sounds bad, but we're talking about our rights as Americans right now. We're talking about our healthcare workers, our law enforcement, our, our educators, our military, you know, all being you know, pushed out. And these are good people um, because of a vaccine mandate, you know, because of, of, of a human right violation, in my opinion. But that seems to me to be the most pressing thing. But absolutely, while we're at ending mandates, there's quite a few trucking mandates that I think all of us could, on this phone call for sure, on this, on this show for sure, who um, would agree we could, it would be nice to be able to address and get thrown out as well. <laughs> I know you guys, uh, are, I believe you have a Facebook page of your own separate from the Canadian group. Is that correct? Brian, is we that do. correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes we do. Yep. Did, and, uh, it's, did they take the it down? Kind of some tra- no, not the new one. The new one's still up and running for now. Um, what we've been doing is we're that one's the, the people's convoy is kind of what we've been rebranded to. Um, so if you just look up the people's convoy on, on Facebook or, um, telegram or anything like that, you'll start seeing it. Mike could probably give a little more detail on some of that. I've been, uh, you know, we, we've, we're, we're, we got a lot of people coming together right now. And so we decided that rebranding it and calling it the people's convoy was probably the best way. We have a lot of uh, great assets that are coming to the table right now with some amazing skill sets. And um, as we're bringing this all in, things are kind of really fluid and changing. Um, But, yes, the People's Convoy is the official name of this convoy, and um, we're pushing forward on multiple platforms. Um, There's a brand-new platform that um, isn't set to launch yet, but they're willing to launch it with us as their first, you know, kind of social media page and social media profiles. And, uh, you know, I have a meeting about that later today, in fact. So we're trying to really get out across the board. You know, um, Mike Landis is on Getter now. I'll let him say his handle. I'm on Getter now as well. Uh, The disrespected trucker's on Getter now. Um, You know, and and mine's just my name with an underscore in between my first and last name. But And Mike's, I think, big cabbie with some numbers. (laughs) But but, uh, we're really trying to stretch out all the way across so that if they try to take one down or two down, we still have sources of information. And and the key is trying to keep them all updated with the same information. So you can find us almost everywhere at this point. Uh, We're really trying to stretch across. Well, Mike, why don't you address – I mean, I I heard – so at this point you've got a page – did they was was this page rebranded or did they take the other page down and you started a new one? Uh, yeah, so the the Facebook page uh, for the People's Convoy that's up now is um, a new a new page. The one that so we originally entirely had entirely was, new uh, new followers, whole nine yards. What's that? It, it's entirely new new followers. Everything. Um, I think a lot of the followers that are on it are probably from the other page. Uh, you know, was it two or three days ago, the page that we had that was originally convoyed to D.C. 2022 uh, got wiped off the map by Facebook, along with my personal Facebook profile and a couple other uh, people that are involved in this also. And so we obviously had to start 
a new page. Those that were left that were still on Facebook that were helping us started a new page. And um, since we've merged with a few of these other groups, because, you know, when Canada started this, it inspired a lot of people down here. So there was a bunch of people that kind of got together and started trying to put something together. And we, a lot of us have uh, found each other. In fact, uh, we have to talk to a, a whole nother group here, I believe, about that has some good stuff going on. And this has gotten pretty large. So some of them already had some pages and we had some pages and we're working on merging everything together. Um, but even if they're separate pages, we're all renaming them to the People's Convoy, uh, regardless of what platform they may be on. We're trying to stick with that so that it's one clear message uh, and name across the board and put the same information out on them so that they're not getting uh, conflicted, you know, um, information and posts and stuff out there so they kind of can see that, okay, there's a large group of people that are coming together and working on this. We've had some really good people step up and get behind us. Um, We have a lot more to talk about. Uh, which is, you know, kind of part of the reason why the date's a little later than what some people want to see, but I can promise that it's going to be. There's a reason for that. we got some good people behind us, like FreedomFighterNation.org has jumped on board, and they have a a wealth of of help that is going to be able to help us out and and not have – we're not going to be using GoFundMe, so if anyone sees a GoFundMe, do not donate to it because it is not for us. We're doing this – you know, uh, nonprofit bank accounts, lawyers, CPAs, the whole night, like it's legit. It's not some app and whatever else, you know, uh, 100% outside uh, transparent accountability. Is that, was that the issue with the Canadian side? They didn't feel it was transparent enough or they just being commies, snot Nazis? No, I don't think it was that they weren't transparent enough or anything. There's a lot of false information being put out. Um, with some of the people from the Canada one are in our, you know, planning group. And, you know, they even said, like, they've talked about that they froze the GoFundMe accounts. They said that has never happened. Okay. okay. Um, They're talking about people getting, you know, in trouble up in Ottawa and stuff. They said that hasn't happened. They said the cops actually came out the other day and were delivering lunches to the people. So there's a lot of misinformation being put out. I think it's just to deter deter people from in Canada from joining up with them and joining in and deter people down here, you know, because um, as soon as you kind of put a little opposition up, there's a lot of people that are going to go, eh, I don't know if I want to want right. to get involved with that. Um, so there's, there's a lot of misinformation being put out, I think, to try and try and stop this before it ever gains any traction, but it's already got a pretty good amount of traction. Mike, what was Propaganda. Facebook's reason for wanting to take down the page in the first place? What, what did they communicate to you as? Or did they communicate, or did they just so, wipe you out? Well, they didn't. Yeah, they did not give us a direct reason, other than their typical goes against our community standards, right? And then they right. literally wiped it off. Like, even when I tried to find my profile through my phone number and email, it it literally shut my phone down to the point where the screen went black. Put a picture of a cell phone tower on it and said no connection, but the screenshot I took shows I had 4G and full bars. So. You know, they clearly they clearly shut us down, and we actually found out the next morning while uh, Brian and myself and Jeremy Johnson were on Fox and Friends that they told them that it was because we had QAnon-related, uh, you know, posts and information put out there. And I was like, well, you know, I never 
I never posted anything like that on my personal Facebook page, for one. We had 140,000 people on our page at the time of them shutting it down, and it was open for people to post. So it's like, you know, out of 140,000 people, sure, someone probably could have that's not even involved with us or was just on the page could have posted something that had to do with it, and we didn't see it right away because there's 140,000 people on it. Um, oh, wow. so, that's a load, yeah, of, they, that's they a load of horse scat. Excuse, but they never told us. Yeah, I got a problem with that. I mean, first off, I don't, you know, QAnon, I don't know what, what the hell it really is. But, I mean, you got BLM and you got Antifa out there doing legitimate bad things. And they can get all the free press they want, but some some cracked idea that may threaten somebody somewhere and, and injure, injure their big toe. And, oh, my God, we got to censor that. Well, I'm glad that's out. So, right now, if someone goes – so, you're, you're on Facebook, you're on Getter – um, what other, and what other platforms do you guys have right now? If people want to go and check out, perhaps donate, um, what, what are those uh, platforms aside from Facebook? Well, we don't actually have anything up for donating yet. Cause that's all still being put together should be done okay. here shortly. Um, but, uh, we're on, uh, some of us personally, like I'm personally on Gitter, but the, the group is on Facebook. Um, I believe. We're on Gitter. I know we have Telegram, and there is another one. I've been used. I didn't get kicked off TikTok, so I've been using that and and Gitter uh, personally and trying to redirect people to the page. And there's another app that I'm not familiar with that I know a group that we joined up with is using. Uh, I'll see if I can figure out what that is here. Maybe Brian knows, but um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's kind of the gab the group is called the called gab or whatever so yeah know, we're on i'm on facebook, i'm on the gab site yeah facebook getter gab um i believe i'm not sure if there's a twitter account for it or not i don't think so i know some of us individually are on there but um you know it shouldn't be too hard to find because it's it's being posted around we're using the hashtag you know the people's convoy um and stuff, and I mean, you know, obviously, when you look up hashtag, this doesn't mean that everything that's under it's whatever. But you know, I would tell tell anybody that if you see something from myself, Ryan, Jeremy Johnson, or people that are directly associated with us, that you know, um, that's pretty legit. That that's the the actual information. Well, let's. Uh, I'm going to go back to Brian. Brian, let's jump into the People's Convoy. What exactly is the goal going to be? Where do you plan on launching it, and what date do you plan on launching it, or is all that still in the works? Uh, some of it's still in the works. A lot of it we're, we're finalizing right now. We just have a lot of um, background logistics that needs done. We're building an infrastructure support system for that convoy right now to make sure that, you know, the survivability of it makes it to the end um, as far as, like, fuel and food, all as in case people try to cut us off from being able to get fuel and things like that. Uh, mm -hmm. We're working on that infrastructure. We've got a lot of companies that are throwing in, um, but we are launching out of California. We're going to kind of hold back on some of the details, and we're going to D.C. I mean, that, everybody kind of knows knows that information. Uh, we have routing that's being completed right now. There's a lot of offshoots, uh, especially with some of these other groups that are we're trying to get the routing completed that where they link up at certain meet points, and then, of course, we all converge on D.C. from all directions at the same exact time. Um, is, is the idea of it. <laughs> now, as far as the nitty-gritty of it, um, there's still a lot of uh, planning of that. That's just the general idea. Date-wise, um, you know, we've, we've 
we have publicly put out that it was March 1st. Um, but there are some, uh, you know, we, there, we, we ask that everybody be a little bit flexible and understand that this is a, a very fluid situation. And, and, and while we, we hope for it to be March 1st, um, there, there, there's things that are going on as far as some of that infrastructure stuff. You know, we got farmers that are will, willing to let us use their fields for parking. We got uh, truck stops that are, you know, mom and pop truck truck stops that want us we got food trucks that want to bring food to everybody so all of that logistics is is really it's a monumental task to get it all put together and and so some of that needs a little bit you know it, it takes two days to get this done or it takes three hours to get this project done so we're, we're doing it we're, we're we're crunching numbers we're we're doing it as fast as we can Right now, what the goal is March 1st, but we ask that everybody be a little bit flexible and, and a little fluid on that date. We've, we've, we've kind of had our foot in our mouth a few times already with the dates, so we're trying to roll back how we talk about dates right now. Um, and to touch real quickly on, on um, uh, uh, what Mike had said there, you know, that QAnon thing, <laughs> uh, nobody, that, there was nothing posted on any of those guys that got deleted uh, profile. There's nothing on my profile. They didn't delete my profile, but they deleted the Facebook page. Um, and, it, and, it, and it's really baffling as to how did my page survive. But even though my page survived, I, I've tried. I've, I have called out Facebook. I said, listen, if this is a real issue, contact me. Come on, get a hold of me. Let's talk this out. Show me the post. Tell me where it is, and I'll stop calling you a liar publicly. But as of right now, Facebook, you're liars. Well, you know, fecal matter is what fecal matter is. And by the way, going out of California, you do realize that Gavin may come out and throw some poo at you on the way out. So, you know, have a good supply of glass cleaner on. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah, no longer the sunshine that. state. It's the fecal matter state is what it is. Um, what yeah. is, let's talk about the, the nuts and bolts of the Freedom Convoy. Is it only focused on eliminating mandates as far as whether it's mask and or vax or are there other topics that we're going to include and is this going to be we want it on every state or we want it on the federal level or both brian i'm gonna let you i mean this this is this is this is on uh all unconstitutional uh mandates regarding health at, at the very basic so whether that be the, the, the mask or the, or the vaccine. I mean, we really want to try to keep that message centered. You know, um, this, is, this is for, like I said before, our teachers, you know, our, our law enforcement, all the, all the heroes, what people were being called heroes not all that long ago. It's for them. We're standing up for them. It's, it's, it's not really a trucking thing. You know, we're not mandated right now anyways. We're not mandated. But, but the, when we're out on the road, the people that our families have to interact with are mandated and we want to make sure that that they're getting the proper care at the hospitals that they're getting the proper education at the schools that they're getting the proper protection when needed by law enforcement that our country is being protected properly by very well and, and equipped and experienced military members you know these guys that have experience over the last uh 20 years you know overseas these are the people that are being shown the door packing because they won't put it they won't they won't do the yeah. vaccine it's, yeah. It blows my mind that, that we have allowed that to happen. And, and ultimately, the convoy is simply about ending that mandate. That, that's really the core of it, end that mandate. And, and from there, 
we could start talking other things. But that is really what it's about. I, I honestly feel that if they would end the vaccine mandate today, the convoy wouldn't happen. It's that simple. End the mandate, and it's over. Stop firing healthcare workers. You know, I believe that it should be a protected class, and, and I won't get into the nuts and bolts of that part unless you want to. But, but there's a whole precedent for that, that you could start looking at civil rights issues even. Uh, I mean, it, it goes pretty deep. But, Actually, the, there's, but ultimately, there's a, it's just end the mandate. There's a little law that's been out there since 98 called HIPAA. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 yeah, and this is a direct violation of why HIPAA was established in the first place was for privacy of your information. So, I mean, I, I don't know how that's been ignored all this long. It's not for the benefit of the nation. It's a bunch of hoopla. Uh, Lisa and Lee, I'm going to, I'm going to pivot a question to you. If, if this convoy starts, um, going to be a lot of trucks involved. It's going to be a lot of trucks that instead of doing what they would normally do, they're going in. And this is a great cause, I'm not downselling it, but it's going to have an impact. What should consumers potentially do? You know, what, what kind of sectors could this impact? What do you think consumers should do if let's say we got 10 days or two weeks or God forbid 30 days of um, a whole lot of truckers going to DC. I think they ought to stock up. You know, they might take this for granted that they can just go to the store and it'll be there. It's only going to take four days. Stores are going to start running out. So if you don't want to be involved or any way, I suggest you start stocking up. And that doesn't mean run out and buy 500 cases of toilet paper so that the rest of us are screwed. That just means, well, you buy a couple extra packages of this or that. Things that right. will keep, you know, and I've had this conversation with a few people. I says, everybody has stuff in their house that they might not want to eat, but you can survive. Right. So you don't need to go and have fresh steak every day or lobster or this and that. You might have to eat shredded wheat and oatmeal for a few days. We're just people to stock up. <laughs> My wife loves we spam. We want everybody to stock up. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and that's important because you know, I got to tell you, we, we, I mean, people on this this call, we understand the importance of what the sector brings to our lifestyle. I, I you know, you you can go back and look about four years ago, maybe five years ago, there was a trucker strike in Brazil, and within thirty days, I mean, it it, it, it turned the nation upside down. And I don't think people really understand if our truckers unite and say, hey, look, we got a message. It's got to be a huge, huge impact. And so I'm going to play politics for a second. And uh, I'm going to ask, and I'm going to throw this to Mike. I, I know this is about COVID. I know this is about mass mandates and vaccines. Is there any way we get impeachment added to the list of things going up there? Or resignation for the outlaw Joe Biden is. I mean, can we put that in on the topic for for support? I mean, if you're going to go up there, if we're going to do this, do this one time and make a sacrifice. Let's get that screwy some bitch out of office. Uh, you know, let's say we're not leaving till Joe resi resigns. Um, is that all possible, or, or, or am I just out of left field? Yeah, so I, I, I mean, so I think many Americans probably agree it would not be in part of the topic. Way, okay? <laughs> yeah, look, let, let, let me answer it this way. Um, 
this started because of the vaccine mandate and the ma- all this just stuff we've been dealing with for the last two years, right? If you go back and listen to anything that I talked to uh, when we were doing USDA and the trucking issues and stuff like that, um, uh, and some of the stuff we did for trucking issues where we had a small turnout of people, um, I always said it was going to take something way bigger than trucking issues to get a large number of people to stand up for this. Look, if you've never been paying attention, known anything, you know for a long time that our freedoms have been dwindling here and there, but they do it slowly so you don't realize it. Right. And really, that's death, what this Death by a thousand to, right? paper cuts these, is what I call it. These vaccine mandates and stuff like that are taking people's freedoms away for how they want to live life. For most people, they don't care whether you have it or not. It's what they want. And that's how it's supposed to be. That's what the Constitution the United States of America is supposed to be it's supposed to be about our freedoms, right? And that's really what this comes down to. So if you're going to go do something like this to try and end these mandates in the name of freedom, and you're doing it against an administration that really has no regard for the Constitution and what our founding fathers wanted this country to be, I mean... If that's what comes out of it, hey, then that's what comes out of it, whether that's what you want or not. You know, this is about this is about us as people being free. Look, we have uh, all of us on this phone call, Brian, Lisa Lee, me, and many others, through what we've done with trucking, have met so many people that come from so many different backgrounds that either their parents or they themselves have immigrated here from other countries, okay? Um, and, and, you know, it's different cultures, but at the same time, these people are now Americans. They became Americans. They immigrated. They went through the process. They're Americans in the name of freedom, and they want to be called Americans, and they are standing with us as Americans with this. We have a lot of different ethnic backgrounds that are Americans that are standing with this, and that really scares the government is what it comes down to. So you know what? If this gets big enough and they see that the people of this country, no matter what they look like, are standing together or where they come from, it just might scare them enough that they'll leave on their own. Well, I can tell you, you know, do, do we have any idea of the number of trucks that are you either have a goal for or potentially expect to end up in D.C.? Or can that be said on air? I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I think Brian would probably say this. The amount of people that we have seen that are for this or want to join compared to those that are against it, I feel like we're going to have almost everybody in the country in some way, shape, or form involved with this. Like, it is just, I don't even know you could even guesstimate a number at this point. Well, the reason I bring it up is the last time we had a peaceful protest that we had a few idiots go uh, rogue was January 6th of 2021, which everybody knows. They go, oh, my God. This is the worst thing since 9-11 and this, that. And I'm going, no, it's not. Uh, it was a very large protest. You had a couple of hundred. Um, I think they were plants. That's my opinion. Go in and do some stupid things. But the response to that has been draconian in that they went after a few. They're calling them treasonous, traitors. We had fencing around, these, around the Capitol for a while. Hell, they've now got concrete barriers around the White House. That's the people's house. Okay, 
I pay for it. You pay for it. Our taxes pay for that. They've got concrete barricades around it. And the the reason I bring this up is this is a great cause that is needed. But a lot of times out of these great causes that are needed come unintended consequences of where other folks show up and turn it into something else, okay? And they, whether that turn into something else is for the benefit of the cause or the detriment, you don't know. But we have a living and breathing example of what happened when a lot of people went up, which I think today anybody that says that there wasn't uh, ballot violations in the 2020 general election, you're simply retarded, okay? There's too many evidentiary facts out there that point to it. Whether or not it'll ever be corrected, I don't know. We do know we don't want a repeat of it in 2022, but we have a, we've got an illustration right there. People went up, we're not happy, we go through, and it's like they've wanted to pour gasoline on the nation and set it on fire since then. Do you understand that politically, you guys could be excoriated in manners that, that you haven't gone through? And you understand, I'm coming from a perspective, I ran for a political office in 2010 for the Texas Senate. And the gentleman I ran after was a scumbag. And and there was a lot of illegal things he did. And I had, when I ran, I had vipers crawl out from rocks and come after me. There were things that I thought I was prepared for. I was not prepared for. I wasn't prepared for people putting guns in my faces. I wasn't prepared for two attempts to kidnap my children to keep me from going forward and exposing some of this stuff. And what I'm simply putting forward is, have you guys thought about the possible political ramifications of putting through this cause? Brian, I'm going to let you address it. I, I, it is something I've definitely been contemplating, um, especially as, as we have progressed and I start seeing some of the chatter. Um, and, and you're not the first person that definitely have, have brought this up. And, and, and we talk about it quite a bit within our, within our group. Um, but and believe me, I it is it is definitely um, a, a somewhat of a concern. I wouldn't say somewhat. It is a concern. However, it, throughout history, including our 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 independence, our freedom is not free. You have to be willing to sacrifice for our freedom. If you believe in the Constitution of the United States, you believe in our Bill of Rights, you believe. In the United States of America, and, and, and all it's supposed to represent, it's your civic duty to help protect it. And, and that does, unfortunately, require some sacrifice. And I wouldn't be going forward anymore if I didn't, um, uh, if I wasn't willing to, to sacrifice um, in the name of freedom, in in that sense, you know, in, in, in basically in the ways that you have explained, and it, and it is a scary thought. But who who am I to my kids if I don't stand up? What kind of values am I teaching them? Just to roll over because the government says so? You know, that's not. I, I just can't. I, I, I'm really. I don't have any better words than what I just said. That it's really. It is. It is something that that kind of kicks you in the stomach a little bit and and makes you think and and keeps you up a little bit. Lee, Lisa, what are your guys, your thoughts on it? I mean, we've, we've talked politics a lot in the last three years. My opinion has been through this whole ordeal. I just sat back and watched everything. And I've always said, like, Mike, it's going to take something huge. And if you're not going to stand up for what the government is doing now, destroying everything, 
over some frivolous mandates is basically the king is going to see what the peasants are going to do. And I'm going to stand up. Do I know that some of us might go to jail or under the jail? Yeah, but that's a chance I'm going to take. This is my country. I am tired of watching all of our freedoms disappear. I'm doing it for the right of being free. And right now we're not. Mm-hmm. So that's my take on it. Mike, what's Please your uh, what's your comments on it? You know, um, that is a pretty real thing. We've had a lot of people say that, you know, with the whole January 6th thing. And I was going to say this. Everybody has opinions on that. But uh, the people you're talking to on the phone here, especially Brian and I, have been in every building in Washington, D.C. over the last few years for meetings and, and hearings and such with the trucking stuff that we were doing. You don't just walk into that building like they showed they did then. No. Okay? So that no. was clearly clearly set up. Now, they tried to do that to the Canadians in Ottawa, too. I don't know if you know this, but a guy went walking down the street between all the trucks with a Confederate flag a few days ago. <laughs> and... The people that were there for the right reasons took care of that real quick on their own. Um, Look, no doubt about it. They're going to try and, you know, plant their whatever they do. Our government is sneaky. We all know that. Uh, And as Brian said, we've all talked about this, and and we know that they're going to try and paint us in any type of negative light picture that they can to discredit what we're doing or make us look like we're not. But I'm, I want to tell you this right now. Nobody that we are working with, okay, I ain't saying that when you get, you know, maybe 150,000 trucks together, trucks, cars, whatever together, you're not going to have some people that are, you know, everyone's different, right? But right. those of us that are putting this together, we're not extremists. We're not domestic terrorists. We don't hate this country. We're not even anti-government. We're just anti-corrupt government. I mean, you know, uh, who who shouldn't be? But we're freedom-loving Americans that love this country, what it stands for, and we just want to see our kids be able to grow up and live in a country that's following exactly what it was supposed to be. There's a reason that we left England and came over here. There's no more le- real estate left in the world for us to just say, F off and move to, you know what I'm saying? So we're, we're not whatever. My, my kids, we race dirt bikes, for example, okay? And and in that sport, we have a lot of different family, you know, a lot of different people. You have all kinds of different backgrounds, you know, uh, you know, Latinos, black people, white people, whatever you want, you know, whatever. Our kids have friends that look the complete opposite of them, that they race with, play with when we're at the racetrack. And never have my kids said anything about that. They're just, that's just their friend, Dizzy, or, you know, that's just their friend, Jamal, or whoever, right? right. They see these kids every weekend. They have no, they, they pay no mind to the fact that they don't look like what our kids see in the mirror. Well, see, that's called the that's great the American melting America. pot. That's what it's supposed to be. Right. That's the America I want my kids to have when they get to be our age. Well, let me throw this and out. I, go, I, I haven't. If they try and spin that. If they try and spin that, man, they're wordsmiths like a mother. That's all I got to I, say. I would like you guys. To, and I, again, I haven't. You, you've you've kind of hinted that this will start from multiple roots, 
and go to DC. And I, I, here's one thing I would like you to pin on to your list of communication as you're going through, because when you're taking a message, there, there, there is an article in the Constitution. I'm a, I'm a strict constitutionalist. And while I can't quote it from front to back, there are some areas that are emblazoned in this granite rock I call a brain. And one of them is called the Article 5 Convention of States. Article 5 in the Constitution allows the states, um, a majority of states, to effectively, I don't want to say take over Congress, but allows the states to go in and do the job that Congress is not doing. In other words, um, pass legislation that still has to go through the president, the normal process. They can't, they can't go in and change the constitution. I've heard people from a couple of societies say, well, they're there to change the constitution that requires two thirds states votes. I'm talking about things to go in. Part of what you're taught, everything we're talking about here is really something it's, it's a failure of our legislative process. It's a failure of our Congress to do their job. It's a failure of the executive branch to recognize the, the enumerated powers they were given in the constitution. And it's a failure of our judicial branch, not keeping the other powers in check. It's a failure of government. Okay. One of the things in the article five is a way to help remedy that failure is take things back to the people. I would encourage you to go to the convention of states.com. If you're not familiar with it, go to it. Not, it takes 30, I believe 36 states. So we have to have brothers of both sides, red and blue, come together. And I think there's topics that they can come on. I promise you there's people in blue states that don't like mass mandates and they don't like vaccine mandates. But I think there's other things that people could come together on. For example, spending, term limits. I think there's a few things that we can bring our brothers and sisters together on, on both sides and go through. I would encourage you to go there, read that site, get behind that site and communicate it as you're going across the nation, because you're going to be taking on a tremendous burden with a tremendous message that it must be heard. And if you're going to, if you're going to sound that trumpet, if you're going to blow Gabriel's horn, then have another ace up your sleeve. Because if, if people see you make this sacrifice of out of your time and out of your pocket, potentially with political ramifications, that's motivating. That's captivating. Give them something else. Can I get, would you guys have any interest at all of researching that and possibly having that part of your agenda? Mike, I'll let you answer that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that, uh, that sounds great. We're definitely going to have to look into that because yeah, this is definitely, uh, I, I, I look at it this way. Um, this has to work and the spirit of the American people will make it work. Because if it were to fail, and I'm going to tell you now it's not, if it were to, this government would know that they can do anything to us that they want to. I would agree with that. I'd agree with that 100%. We don't, we don't have a choice but to succeed. Well, I'll tell you, we're getting down to the last few minutes. I'm going to do kind of a roundtable here, and we'll finish out and finish up the show. First off, I want to thank all of you for being on the show. Um, this is very, this is this is a very important topic, not just to trucking because it's amazing. We don't have doctors and lawyers marching on Washington D.C. Uh, we don't have the 
the carpenters watching on Washington DC. We're talking about the truckers taking the message. I think people need to recognize that of who had the internal <clears throat> brass nads to get this done when the time is right. Lisa and Lee, we've known each other for a few years. Kind of give me a summary. How important is this to you? What are your goals you want? I'm going to give you about 30 seconds. Then we'll round table it up for wrap out the show. Truckers brought you your stuff during COVID. Truckers are going to stand shoulder to shoulder with every American. And in some way, shape, or form, if you can't participate, if you can't drive with a convoy, and there's going to be convoys everywhere, even in your state, get your American flag up. Let's show this world that we are still Americans like we did after 9-11, and we all joined together. I think we need to do that again. Fantastic. Brian, final comments? Uh, listen, we're going to need lots of support out there. Make sure you're not donating to anything that doesn't have, um, you know, Mike or myself or the disrespected trucker, Jeremy, or somebody associated with us promoting it because you're probably going to be getting scammed. I know it's crazy, but that feels like the most important thing to put out on final comments. You all be safe out there and, um, you know, can't wait for this to kick off and, and uh, meet every one of you out there on the roadway. All right. Fantastic. I tell you what. Folks, I appreciate having each one of you on here. Uh, it's Brian Brazi, Mike Landis, and Lee and Lisa Schmidt from Trucking Across America with the Schmitz. Um, I got to tell you, this is a very important topic. As, as has been said during the show, this has been something that has been building up, I think, for a number. Really, I think it's if really if we want to get honest about it, I think this goes back to the last millennium. And it's been building up and building up and building up and building up. And it's taken cataclysmic events in the last two years to really rally patriots around like we haven't done in over 234 years. I hope this has been an educational message to you today. It's our first one on the business channel. Uh, we always want to be entertaining. We want to be thought provoking. And I want you to follow these folks, follow the freedom convoy, or excuse me, the people's convoy, not the freedom, the people's convoy, give them support in any way that you can. And uh, we're going to keep on top of this. I want to thank you guys for being on here today. It's been a wonderful show. And, um, folks, I'll be back next Friday at 4 o'clock. We'll have another message. Tune in to Voice America Business Channel. This is Darren Yancey for the Information Edge Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Information Edge. Please join your host, Darren Yancey, again next Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Central, and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to share then.